Well, the Golden State Warriors lost again. Yeah, that's how it's been going lately. Uh, Kyle and Mills and I are going to break it down. I'm not en- entirely discouraged. There are some positives to take they away. They play terrible. Exactly. <laughs> I don't exactly. think they actually even played poorly just the second quarter. But anyways, we'll get into it. <laughs> they lost again. That's the part that sucks. But we'll talk about it next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. That's where all our live shows are. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. Bucks if your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at her name. It's super easy. Kylan Mills. You can follow me on threads at Dog Wild. The Golden State Warriors dropped this one 121-113. It was close. Like you said, Kylan, your immediate reaction and how the heck are you doing? Doing well, Cy. So first, I was excited to see a change in the starting lineup. The big bombshell going into this game was Andrew Wiggins being moved to the bench. Uh, It's something you and I have both called for. There needed to be a change. And the two, you know, glaringly obvious pieces were Draymond or Draymond Green's absence. Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins playing poorly, in addition to Kevon Looney, in my opinion, as well. So what were the changes going to be? How is Steve Kerr going to tweak the lineup? We saw Jonathan Kaminga being moved into the starting lineup more than likely in place of Draymond Green, who's suspended indefinitely. And then the big change is Brandon Pajemski, a player that we both have been very high on. He's played very well. The rookie you know, has, I think, played well beyond any expectation so far this season. I did laugh a little bit, though, because we were just talking on Tuesday night about why, and you pointed out, why does Steve Kerr love playing Brandon Pajemski with other point guards and other small guys? And then it's a Brandon Clay and Steph Curry starting three in the lineup. So that was one thing I was a little bit shaking my head on. I didn't mind Brandon Pajemski starting. I think he's played extremely well. But once again, like Steph and Brandon Pajemski, to me, are two targets defensively that make the Warriors vulnerable. Uh, so I did think that was an interesting choice by Steve Kerr. I was more expecting to see a Moses Moody into the lineup if Andrew Wiggins was pulled, more of a wing type of player. And, you know, I think it's a little bit tougher now for uh, Clay Thompson to fill some of those defensive assignments because to me, he has lost a step a little bit. Great to see Clay getting back on track in this game in, in terms of his shooting. But I did think that the starting lineup was a very interesting choice from Steve Kerr. I also think he must have listened to our episode on Tuesday, Cy, because Trace Jackson <laughs> Davis played earlier than the fourth quarter in this game. He did not play as much as I would have liked him to. Uh, overall, I don't think it was a bad game from the Warriors. They didn't end up pulling it out, but there were some positives from some of the young guys that played. 
Um, I thought it was a positive that Kerr finally changed the starting lineup. Clay Thompson got hot, his first 30-point performance of the season. So I think there's a lot of good you can take away from this loss compared to some others. But at the bottom line is the Warriors have to figure out ways to win. This is not a good road trip. They did not win a game. They've got to get back on the right track. Absolutely. Um, they've lost 12 of 16 on the year. They're now four games below 500. Um, you know, when Amir Coffee is lighting your team up, there's something wrong. One thing that's that snuck out to me in this game, and look, I, I know I sound like a broken record saying this, but you and I are in complete agreement, I think, in that the Warriors are a small team. It's no secret. Um, I saw someone in the chat way earlier, and I love how huge our chat is now for every broadcast. I'm reading all of it. I love it. Uh, someone mentioned that small ball doesn't work when you don't have Draymond Green. Agreed. Uh, yet, nonetheless, we here we are. We're seeing small ball again. There was a lineup out there at one point where we saw uh, three point guards on the floor together. Steph, Chris Paul, and Pajemski. Clay Thompson was a fourth. And I think Sharich, who can barely pass as a center, he's much more of a stretch four, in my opinion, uh, was out there as well. The yeah. point is, all we, we just keep seeing players like Zubach eat up the Warriors. Amir Coffey yeah. looks like a 6'10 center against this Warriors team. Is Kerr ever going to uh, change his philosophy of small ball? And what are your thoughts on that? Like, like, do you share my sentiments that it's exhausting watching this Warriors team getting beat up constantly because they're the smaller team? What are your thoughts on that? I stand by what I said on Monday in that the small ball lineups don't work for the Warriors. And because they're five years older than they were a couple of years ago, and they're slower. I mean, yep. the whole concept of running a small ball lineup is that you want to be able to push the pace, use guard speed, get out in transition. If you have downhill guards, can you get to the cup? But but mostly just to be able to get out on the break. But if you're old and you're slow, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily work that way. And the Warriors guards, especially some of the key pieces from their uh, from their championship seasons are getting older. They can't put as many miles on the legs. And then you also add a Chris Paul who likes to slow the game down and work in the half court. Sure, he can adjust and he is a veteran player, but he's never been a player who's known for exploding in transition. Um, so to me, based on the pieces the Warriors have, I don't think that's the strongest look for them. I think it's mm. going to be very difficult up against, especially some of these teams that have dominant fives. Stretch fives as well, the Warriors have struggled with because I just don't think they have the presence inside to compete with that. And, you know, I know Steve Kerr has said, well, the whole strategy to counteract that is just we want to run, 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 run. Uh, you know, you can make some of those fives run and work on defense so they're tired. But at the same time, the Warriors maybe don't have the legs to do that this year. So what's the other strategy? I think it's very interesting. I know we're going to touch on later in the show what Mike Dunleavy Jr. said about possible changes. But I think it's time to start thinking or talking about trades for the Warriors and making some changes to this roster. Because to me, it's not enough uh, what they have right now. It has to change if they want to be contenders. Absolutely right. Um, and, and you know, the, the Steve Kerr, there's a lot to talk about. I have some interesting Draymond Green stats I want to read to you uh, that ESPN, um, they've obviously been covering Draymond a lot with the suspension. And in one of their stories, there was a lot of information that I don't know who did the research. I think Bobby Marks did some of it uh, that is that is very interesting, worth sharing on this program. But uh, what is your feedback on the the uh, the editing that Steve Kerr did with the starting lineup? He finally tweaked it. He's been talking about it for weeks, but tonight was the first time we really saw a significant change. And that significant change was Andrew Wiggins being pulled out of the starting lineup. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga starting in his place. 
Um, we also saw Brandon Pajemski. It's so funny in, in the box score seeing Pajemski listed as a forward. Uh, he's six four. He's a point guard. Um, yet it, with this diminutive lineup of the Warriors, that's how he's listed as a forward. But nonetheless, with with Draymond Green out, with Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Yank from the starting lineup. We had Pajemski and Kaminga uh, replace them. If you have the box score in front of you, uh, if you don't mind sharing the stats of those two and, and your opinion as well in terms of what you thought was the impact of seeing Kaminga and Pajemski start in place of Wiggins and a suspended Draymond Green. I thought overall Jonathan Kaminga played well, and he's the player that I would have slid in there in place of Draymond Green. I think that's the right choice. Jonathan Kaminga finished with 15 points. He went five of 10 from the field, two of three from three-point land. He made all his free throws, uh, which is a major positive for him. He struggled from the charity stripe before. Five rebounds, one assist, one steal, only one turnover, which I think was big. He did get into a little bit of foul trouble, finished with four fouls, but was a plus five, which was the best plus minus of anyone on the team. The second best plus minus, by the way, was Moses Moody. I would have put Moses Moody in the starting lineup. To me, he has shown through his play this season that he's ready. He deserves mm -hmm. more minutes than he's been getting. And then he adds more size as a true wing than putting in a Brandon Pajemski, Steph Curry, and then a Clay Thompson at the three in place of Andrew Wiggins. I like Moses Moody's size. I think he's been very solid defensively this season. He did struggle from the free throw line tonight. I know someone pointed that out. He missed a free throw, but still, I think that Moses Moody would have been the choice. I would have gone with Brandon Pajemski. We just talked about it. Like, he's a point guard. I get the concept of, hey, get someone to play off of Steph, but I just don't think it's necessary. I think it makes the Warriors too vulnerable defensively. Um, and I think that Pajemski's youth showed a little bit tonight. He didn't have great numbers. Four points, two of 11 from the field. 0 for 3 from beyond the arc. Didn't get to the line at all. Uh, finished with 7 rebounds, which is a major positive. He still brings a ton of energy, even if he's not hitting shots. So that's a good sign. Mm -hmm. 2 assists, 3 steals. He was active defensively. 1 block. He did have 3 turnovers and 2 fouls. And he was a minus 8, which was middle of the pack on the team. Uh, but so Brandon Pajemski's numbers certainly don't stand out by any means. I still like him as a player. Ton of promise. I don't think that was <laughs> what the Warriors needed in the starting lineup, though. Like, I think you add Moody, who gives you some length. What yeah. do you think? <clears throat> no, I wholeheartedly agree. I It's not just Moody. It's like, where is, you know, in the chats when people are bringing up Usman Garuba, where is Garuba? I mean, I his name was mentioned repeatedly this offseason when he was signed as one of the players the team brought in for size. And all we've seen are G League minutes, nothing uh, indicating he's going to play for the Golden State Warriors. Trace Jackson Davis... We saw him play in the second quarter for five minutes, never saw him again. Um, and look, obviously, you, if you look at the stat sheet, Trace Jackson Davis didn't blow anyone away. But part he of a young five player. Minutes. Yeah, five minutes. Exactly. And how is he going to develop? Exactly. How yes. Is, no, sorry. I'm with no, you. No, don't, don't be sorry. You're fine. And, Preach. And, you Preach, know, Cyrus. But yeah, it's just Trace. I mean, where I don't understand where those minutes, uh, why those minutes are being given to him. Dario Saric, who gives you size, who's actually been a positive, 17 minutes. Uh, you know, the minutes still aren't lining up in, in terms of justifying who should be getting what. Like, like for example, do you think Kevon Looney deserved 25, well, round up, 26 minutes? He finished the game with 8.7 rebounds. Uh, not a bad shooting night, but he's a liability defensively. Something has changed with Looney in terms of his defense. What I mean by that is Steve Kerr used to rely on him 
a lot because he was dependable as a switch defender. Um, if teams got him involved in a switch and suddenly he's guarding your point guard, he wasn't a liability. For some reason, this year he is. I feel like the whole team has like lost a step just overnight. I don't know what's going on here. Um, so yeah. I, your thoughts on Looney? Like, is look, he's a role player. I, I you know, I, I feel like it would be unfair to focus largely on him. I, I know he hasn't had a good year, but he's also been given 26 minutes. Like, what are your thoughts on Looney? Yeah, Looney's been disappointing for me all season. Love the guy as a person, but it does look like he's lost a step. He had a couple of missed defensive assignments, a couple of blow-bys. The fact of the matter is he he can't be relied on in switch situations at all. Like once they get Kevon Looney out of the perimeter, most of the time he is not going to be set up for success. And players, whoever he switched with, most players are quicker than him. I, I don't think his lateral movement looks good. Um, yeah. And I do think that makes him a defensive liability. I'm going to agree with you on that. But I just, I don't think he looked great tonight. I don't think he's looked great throughout the season. Um, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but he does look like he lost a step even from a season ago. Um, and he's never been an offensive threat. So you're not an offensive threat, and he's not playing as well defensively. Yeah, he can pull in some boards, but still, an 8-7 night, I don't know. Eh, for yeah. me, I just he, he doesn't stand out. I don't think you can blame the Warriors' struggles on Looney, but I think it's, you know, and it's just a bunch of these factors all rolling into one. Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Givon Looney playing below what, you know, the line was that they were playing at the last couple of seasons – um, you know, Steph Curry had a not great night tonight, but overall he's had to take just such a big load in terms of the offensive production. Um, mm -hmm. so I think there's a lot of things at play. And then you add in the gray Draymond green drama. Now. I mean, I do think that this also takes a toll on the team and the guys who are playing, there is still that extra mental and emotional stress when you have, you know, something going on around the team, when there is something that affects the locker room and certainly a guy who everyone has said in years past, oh, he's the leader, he's the fire, he's the heart, he's the this, he's the that, being taken out of the picture, being suspended indefinitely with no set return, that has to affect the guys in the locker room. So I think there's just a lot of factors contributing to where the Warriors are at right now. Kevon Looney certainly is one of them. Not entirely his issue, but one of them. Um, you know, I need to... Uh... I need to, you know how we used to always play that soundbite of uh, from from Friday pertaining to Andre Iguodala, my neck, my back, and you know we haven't played that in a long time because Andre Iguodala isn't on the team anymore. I got to get a new soundbite, and it's from South Park. It's Michael Jackson uh, who has starred in some episodes of South Park where he goes, "That's ignorant, that's ignorant." And the reason why I, I want to start playing that a lot is is posts like these from Billy Four One Five comparing Kawhi Leonard's numbers to to Jonathan Kaminga's numbers tonight. Um, Kawhi played 39 minutes in this game. Uh, 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 Jonathan Kaminga played 24. Um, so 25, we're going to round up. So, so, so give me a little break in terms of trying to compare the two. Uh, I thought Jonathan Kaminga played solid basketball. Again, 25 minutes of play. He was five for 10 from the field, two for three from beyond the arc. He was perfect from the free throw line, uh, had five rebounds to go with his 15 points again in 25 minutes. Kylan, uh, when we come back, or maybe you can answer now. I don't know. Like, are we ever going to see the, the young players, um, the lottery picks from two years ago, Kaminga and Moody, will we ever see either of those players get real minutes? What I mean by that is Brandon Pajemski led the team in minutes tonight, played 34 minutes, 33 seconds as a rookie. Kaminga played 10 minutes less than that. Moses Moody played just 15 minutes, 57 seconds in this game tonight. 
I don't get what's going on there. I, if, when we come back, I'd love to get your opinion on that. And then we're going to talk about Mike Dunleavy Jr.'s comments today because he said some very interesting things pertaining to the future of the Golden State Warriors. And he actually was talking about what's coming up if things don't turn around. Yes, the language was that specific, uh, which makes things very interesting. So we'll talk about that and so much more after I give some love. We give some love first to uh, FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. And look, the playoffs when it comes to football are just around the corner. Your San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFL right now. And you should be playing with FanDuel when it comes to NFL football right now. Because while the weather is cool, the NFL offers are staying hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins it's that easy just find the easiest bet possible place five dollars down for a money line bet and you're not only going to win the five bucks back plus maybe like a buck or two depending on the odds but you'll get 150 dollars on top of that that's as good as cash so you've been thinking about joining fanduel there's no better time to get in on the action visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the nfl season fanduel the official partner of the nfl you are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On Podcast Network now has a national show. Locked On's launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. The godfather of the Locked On Podcast Network, David Locke, who founded this thing, is the voice of the Utah Jazz, emailed us earlier today saying he was watching us uh, as part of the Locked On national program. I guess Locked On Warriors was on there, so thank you, David for the kind words and you can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at her name. Super easy. Kylan Mills. Kylan, what's the deal with the minutes when it comes to Kaminga and Moody? Does Kerr, is he just afraid of them? Does he, is he not trust them? What, what do you think is going on where Pajemski as a rookie, we've already seen him play 35 minutes in a game, but I feel like you, you have to pull teeth out to get Kaminga or Moody to get the same respect. Your thoughts on that? I don't have as much of an issue with how much Kaminga played tonight, but how about Moses Moody? I thought he played really well, yeah. solid defensively, scored some nice buckets, made hustle plays. He does the little things right, and Steve Kerr constantly is praising him. So why 16 minutes? What is it going to take for Moses Moody to get to the 20-minute mark? To me, he has been consistently good this season. I mean, you look at the numbers he put up in those 16 minutes. 11 points in 16 minutes is extremely efficient. He had a great and one opportunity. Uh, like I said, he did miss one free throw, but uh, he ran down five rebounds, one assist, one steal. He did have two turnovers, but to me, they weren't like game-changing, you know, ruined his entire performance turnovers. Um, and I just think 11 points, he was plus four, which was the second best plus minus on the team. One thing I've noticed from watching Moses Moody is he is constantly crashing the glass. I noticed yeah. there were a couple times, especially when he came in in the first quarter, as soon as the shot goes up, he's running at the basket to try to grab offensive boards. He grabbed two tonight. That was something that stood out to me as he got that one put back. Um, but he's just doing the little things right. I thought he was solid defensively. He had a couple of 
tough matchups, but I think his defense has come a long way. And I just think he's been good all around. He deserves more than 16 minutes a night. Um, there have been other guys who've been struggling, like Andrew Wiggins, who, who until tonight, Steve Kerr had been continuing to ride 27, 28 minutes, uh, you know, and playing him heavy minutes when I just think they've got to find more minutes for Moses Moody because to me, he's been very good. He's been consistent this season. He's the one that I'm like, man, what is it going to take? Because Steve Kerr will praise him, say, yeah, he played great. And then he still doesn't see that increase like we just saw with Brandon Pajemski, who went from playing sparingly off the bench to suddenly playing 35 minutes a night. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Do you have any idea why Moses Moody can't seem to break the 20 minute mark? No, I I don't. And and I don't understand why both him and Kaminga can't break the 30 minute mark when Look, no, no disrespect to Pajemski. You and I both love him. I want him to get 35 yeah. minutes, but I'd like Kaminga and Moody to also get that. You know, the, the moment in this game where the Warriors, I thought, started this game strong. Um, they had another lead like they have in almost all these games that they end up losing. Um, <clears throat> and we saw, obviously, the change in the starting lineup. We saw Kaminga starting for Wiggins, Pajemski starting, I guess, for the suspended Draymond Green. I, I know that's not entirely accurate, but those two came in for those two. Um, but where this game turned immediately for the worst was six minutes into this game. Uh, uh, Steve Kerr pulls Jonathan Kaminga, brings in Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins plays 11 minutes straight. And in those 11 minutes, the Warriors route scored by 12. It was a tie game before Wiggins comes in. Wiggins goes out of the game 11, 12 minutes later. That's a long ass run, by the way, for a player to get 11, 12 minutes straight out there. And they're suddenly down by 12. They never came back from that. They did pull to within one uh, in the fourth quarter, but they never overcame that deficit. To me, it it starts with them having a Wiggins problem, but it also uh, coincides with them them having a coach who is playing favoritism with these veterans that are, you know, not delivering right now. It's a problem. It's an absolute problem. We got to talk about the the Mike Bellamy uh, Jr. comments. Uh, We'll do that when we come back. Any final thoughts on that? I'm sorry, Kylan, before. uh, You wrapped it up. You summed it up. Okay, thank you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, uh, First, though, let's give some love. Oh, my goodness. I don't have the overlay for this tonight. Um, But this is in regards to Dave.com, a relatively newer sponsor of the Locked On Network. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Excuse me. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Extra cash gives you more money to buy groceries. You can fill your gas tank, finally get your car repaired, catch up on bills, Whatever it is you need money for, you don't have to wait till your next paycheck. Thanks to Dave. You can even build credit when you settle up on time. So download Dave today at dave.com slash locked on NBA. That's dave.com slash locked on NBA. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash locked on NBA. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve, member FDIC. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Hey, one final segment of the Locked On Warriors program. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at Kylan Mills. And for the everydayers out there, Ron Krojcik of the San Francisco Chronicle is going to join the program tomorrow. The time is to be determined. He's been filling in along with Connor Laterno as the, the San Francisco Chronicle's Golden State Warriors beat reporters covering the team. Ron's been providing some great coverage from practice. And speaking of practice... Uh, Anthony Slater of The Athletic uploaded this video today. Mike Dunleavy Jr. addressed the media. Uh, this was down in L.A. And most of the, 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 the media folks, the journalists who cover the Golden State Warriors, focus largely on Dunleavy's comments regarding Draymond Green. And to a certain degree, I get it, right? I mean, this is it's an indefinite suspension for a future Hall of Famer, you know, one of the core pieces of the Warriors dynasty. But lost in all the conversation regarding Draymond Green was a discussion on the future of the Warriors, and especially if the team struggles in these next 15, 20 games. Courtesy of Anthony Slater, here is Mike Dunleavy Jr. talking about what to expect in the near future. How much does this impact your long-term decision-making on the roster and, and with Draymond? Yeah, I mean, I think the bigger impact will be, you know, how we do the next 15, 20 games. And that'll, that'll probably determine, you know, where we go more than, this, this specific incident or, or this time away for him. Um, the reality of the situation is if you're evaluating Draymond, his ability this year has been great. His availability is not. And so we need him more available because when he plays, he's really good. We're really good. And um, you know, that's that's the main thing. I, I don't think I need any more evaluation of Draymond as a player. We need a little bit more evaluation on this team and chemistry and the lineups and all that. But um, uh, from a basketball standpoint, you know, honestly, pretty pleased with Draymond. We want to help him be on the court more, though. As you said, the next 15, 20 games is kind of... All right, see, right where it got cut off there. Unfortunately, Slater didn't add that second piece. I think that was Connell Laterno there following up. But what Dunleavy added to that is that in the next 15, 20 games, he's going to be observing this team closely. And if the direction of the team continues the way it's going, Dunleavy alluded to changes coming. Um, those changes can include possibly major significant moves that could basically signal the end of their championship pursuit this season as they start a rebuild. The changes could include a slight tweak to, to maintain a, a, a contention for a world title. Um, regardless, I like hearing that because I don't want to see this team just go through a whole year where they're playing average basketball. I don't want to see a repeat of last year, basically, where the team just barely gets in and they're, you know, a first, second round exit at, at best. The, I appreciate championship aspirations. I appreciate going for the gusto. Um, so there are eyes on this team right now. What are your thoughts? I know part of that attribution was cut off, and I'm going to talk about this more tomorrow with Ron Krojcik, but Kylan, what are your thoughts on Dunleavy Jr. not closing the door on big changes possibly coming to the team? I think it's a positive. The Warriors may or may not need big changes. Uh, you know, I think based on the way they played recently, yeah, I would say there needs to be movement before the trade deadline. This team, as it stands right now, and they're playing right now, unless they suddenly turn a corner and flip some kind of light switch, there needs to be structural changes to the roster for this team to be a true contender. I don't think the way it's built right now is good enough, um, as we've seen from 
what the way they played. The thing is, it's frustrating because the bench got so much better in the offseason. I think the Warriors did add some nice pickups. I think that Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody, some of their returning young players, have progressed nicely. Um, I think the Warriors made the right move in getting rid of Jordan Poole. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, the bigger issue for me has been the starters not playing to the caliber they should be playing at. And we continue to talk about the same three guys, but Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and Kevon Looney are our major issues. Um, I do think there's been some issues with rotations and that Steve Kerr still needs to figure it out and needs to make some of those rotations better. Um, but I do think there needs to be changes made uh, to make this team title contenders because at the end of the day, if this is who, for example, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney are, like if this is the – you know, if this is now not the exception, but the rule in terms of their play, then that's not a good enough starting lineup as it is. The Warriors absolutely. starters aren't producing. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, a lot of people have been asking because uh, obviously Draymond Green is in the news. I want to read a few things that have come out uh, since yesterday about Draymond Green. First of all, it's been revealed uh, the specifics of how he can get back on the court. Um, were partly revealed. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reported that Draymond Green, Mike Dunleavy Jr., and Rich Paul, Draymond's agent, uh, LeBron's buddy, uh, met today to discuss a path of counseling and help so that Draymond can move forward and rejoin the Warriors. Um, he is losing money for this, by the way. I don't know if you saw, saw those statistics. Uh, Bobby Marks of ESPN reporting that if Draymond is suspended for 19 or fewer games, it's going to cost them a hundred fifty-three thousand dollars and change. Let's round up to one hundred fifty-four per game. That's how much money he's losing. Um, if the suspension goes for twenty games or higher, that number increases to two hundred and three thousand dollars per game. I would take one of those games for a year or two. And the Warriors, by the way, uh, for every game that Draymond Green is suspended. They're saving $520,000 in luxury tax expenses. So something tells me Joe Lacob isn't entirely bummed out, given they weren't exactly winning games with Draymond Green, and they're now saving $520,000 per game that he's out. Um, which leads to this question, Kylan. I would not be opposed to the team trading Draymond Green. I know that sounds crazy, but you know, in terms of moving on, he, he just signed a guaranteed four-year deal, all right? He's only in year one, so the team can't just cut him. That is not an option. The only way you can move on from Draymond Green, if that's a serious discussion we're going to have, is to trade him. I do think he has value. I also think if you trade Draymond, uh, your championship aspirations are borderline no longer happening. You're a contending team. You're moving toward the future. I think your goal of winning a championship this year is no longer there if you trade Draymond Green, but... Are they winning a championship with them? Your thoughts, Andre? I just don't know that. Is there another team that realistically would pick up his contract and the money that he's making with the I think issues so. and the baggage that he has? I question that. I, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to the Warriors trading Draymond. Um if we get to that point, though, I don't know that I'm ready yet to completely give up on the Warriors team this season as is I think they could make some changes but still keep the core and the core being Draymond Steph and Clay um I think they could make other changes and still keep those guys around and be contenders 
Um, I also just think because of the chemistry with Steph Curry and Draymond Green, that would be really hard for Steph to get over. I mean, Steph has played with Draymond his entire career. Um, so that would be another one of my concerns is mm. that, you know, Steph has made his voice heard in the past about what changes he wants to see or not see be made in terms of personnel and how he feels about that. And, you know, we haven't necessarily heard Mike Dunleavy talk a ton about it, but Bob Myers was pretty upfront in that like this organization does weigh heavily what Steph thinks and wants. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I- I'm on the fence about it a little bit still. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one. I do think there are teams out there that would trade for him though. I, I could see a team like the Atlanta Hawks. I could see someone mentioned in the chat, the Suns and the Kings. I do think despite the baggage, what he brings to the table for a team who's this close to being a championship a team, sorry to be redundant there. Um, I, I, I do think teams have rolled the dice. I've seen too many times teams just look at Dylan Brooks, for example, that whoever thought he was going to be back and he got a four year, $80 million contract from the Rockets. I do think someone would add him. These are some other stats real, real fast with Draymond before we wrap up the show. Um, Draymond, when uh has declined in terms of a rim protector and we're seeing that with the warriors this year in terms of being dead last in points in the paint um when draymond green plays the warriors are giving up 119.8 points per 100 possessions when draymond green is out that number goes down to 112.1 last year uh players shot 11.5 percent worst around the rim when draymond green was nearby uh, this year, players are shooting 7.8% better when Draymond Green is defending near the rim. That's a gross adjustment and change for, over just a year. Um, any final thoughts on Draymond and the Warriors tonight, Kylan? No, I actually kind of on the same page as Mike Dunleavy. Like, I don't necessarily think his play is majorly regressed. I know right before he got suspended, he did have a down game or a down game or two. Uh, I think the bigger concerns are the other things. If he is not going to be available, if he's going to keep, you know, getting involved in these kinds of stunts, like it's just not going to work for the dubs, uh, but we'll have to see. One other thing I want to mention is that I just saw a tweet in post game that Steve Kerr said he's going to utilize the same starting lineup for the next couple games. So I guess we'll see this experiment continue. I don't like this starting lineup. I think they should change it, but apparently that's what Steve Kerr said in post game. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, I would. I don't understand. Like, like uh, first of all, Kenny Atkinson. I've, I'm on my last nerves with him. I don't know if you saw that technical foul he was called for. His defense already sucks, and now he's getting texts on top of everything else. I mean, the, 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 I know this is super petty, but does, does all the hair gel bug you a little bit? Like, I feel like that dude puts on like an '80s level quantity of hair gel. Is that does it look greasy and crusty to you? Is that just me? Am I am I drawing a line there? Am I going You're- too far? Yeah, you're out of pocket. You're out of pocket. I'm not looking at the. I'm not judging the coaching on the man's hair. So. All right, I won't judge it for that. But, but the technicals, the defense, it's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I agree. Anyway. The technical was ridiculous. Sorry. It is absolutely ridiculous. All right, sorry for the hair gel comment. Um, I guess that's it. Kylan, uh, you have a great rest of the week and weekend. Ron and Krojcik's going to join the program tomorrow. <laughs> Am I going to get heat for that for talking about hair gel? I hope not. No, I didn't mean anything not. mean by it. All right. Thank you, everyone. That's what happens when the Warriors lose this much. I start losing my mind and talking about hair gel. Kylan, love you. Love everyone. We're done. Bye-bye. Night-night. <laughs>